0: Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio.
1: On a very warm, actually, Tuesday morning. It's February 27, 2024. You know what it is out there, folks, already for Southeastern Michigan? 51. 51. It's going up to near 70 today, but it is going to be cloudy. Tomorrow, 57 and rain. Thursday, 41 and sunny. Friday, 52 and sunny. Saturday, get out the Bermuda shorts. I always laugh at people in the warmer climate states and they think that 60 is like really cold. For us, you know, we get out the suntan lotion. But full sunshine on Saturday and 58 degrees and more of the same Sunday, 63 and partly sunny. So there's your Michigan or southeastern Michigan forecast for the week and very unusual weather for us at the end of February, early March. So let's hope March uh, comes in like a lamb and stays like that, because normally March can get a little bit crazy, as we well know. But looking through next week, all the way through next Thursday, we are talking temperatures in the 60s, 50s, and upper 40s. So very, very comfortable all week long as we move it through Lent. And my goodness, what a... Basically, very, very quick time. Time seems to be going by much more quickly. I think that's for all of us the older we get. Well, speaking of time, coming up in the program, we are going to talk about a limited amount of time you have to to take advantage of a beautiful discount that we're offering for La Doce Fide, our beautiful The Sweet Life of Faith tour coming up in October with me and Deacon Dom to the Amalfi Coast and the Adriatic Coast. This is a very unique itinerary and we have put together some of the coolest spots and we are giving you lots of downtime so you can stroll the seashores, you can shop in some of the most picturesque places in the world, you can spend more time most importantly in some of these incredible holy sites which we'll be visiting. It's really a phenomenal itinerary. So John Hale is going to be joining us at 815 And what I'd like to focus on with John is the detail and the work we put into these itineraries. How do we come up with the ideas? What do we look at? What do we consider? Because it's super important when you're laying out a trip, and I tell this to all my Tease Italy, TravelItalyExpert.com clients, people have an idea of where they want to go and what they want to do, but they need to be practical about it in terms of getting from one place to the next and thinking about the effort that it takes to get there, get to your hotel, how are you getting there, how much time do you need, And so what's so great about going on a pilgrimage, especially a trip like this, where we're literally going coast to coast, the two of the most beautiful spots in Italy, is the way we've laid this out. And we go back and forth and talk and discuss and move things around until we finally come up with the final itinerary. And this one I'm so proud of. I mean, I love what we do every year. But we have been asked so many times in the last, gosh, since the last time we went back to the Amalfi Coast, I think it was six or seven years ago, When are you going back to the Amalfi Coast, T? We want to go to the Amalfi Coast. So here we are. And this is your opportunity to save some money this week because we have a big discount we're offering per person. And John Hale will announce that as well. We also have an e-blast going out today. And if you're on my free email list, you can get a copy of that with all the details. You'll find information to register for the pilgrimage at ctscentral.net under their pilgrimage page, their tours. And we'll give you all that information and the phone number. And it's going to be so much fun. I'm so excited. I think we have about um, four or five people already signed up taking advantage of that discount. So don't let that go by because you could save up to 500 bucks per couple, which is a pretty big deal. You could use that to buy gifts or maybe to uh, go out to some really super special restaurants in those areas. We'll give you a night off here and there so you can enjoy time on your own. I'm telling you, this is, I think, one of our most unique itineraries we've ever done for La Dolce Fide. And this is our third annual La Dolce Fide. So if you're interested, tune in. John Hale joining us. And, of course, I have it on my website at TeresaTamio.com under events. But we'll give you all the details on how to register and how to take advantage of that discount when John Hale joins us at about 815. Very excited to chat with uh, my friend, Dr. Tim Hogan, who's going to be doing a wonderful parish mission, and that's coming up next week at Holy Family in southeastern Michigan here in the Archdiocese of Detroit. He's going to be working with their director of pastoral formation, Dr. Janet Diaz. She is going to be joining Tim, and they're focusing on principles from his latest book, The Gift of Cultural Hurricanes, Tools to Rebuild Authentic Spirituality. And the tagline, really, that they're hoping that... um, you will be attracted to, and I think it's super important, the cultural hurricane moving from hurry and worry to connection with God. So we'll be talking with Dr. Tim and Dr. Janet right after the interview with John Hale at about 8.35, 8.40 this morning. And then coming up in the second hour of our show, so excited, always great to have Dr. Bill Donahue on with us, President of the Catholic League. We are going to take a look at at how things are now in terms of the St. Patrick's Cathedral Controversy. A few days later, are there more investigations going on? Now, one uh, Catholic advocacy group promised to investigate or to ask the local officials in New York to investigate this as a possible hate crime. What does Bill think about that? Where do we go from here? What did he know or he hear about it in New York? How did he think everyone handled it, including the media? He does have a big article CatholicLeague.org, you can find it there, how the media covered St. Pat's fiasco. So Bill joins us at 9.15. And then wrapping up a busy Tuesday with Michael New. He's a Senior Associate Scholar at Charlotte Lozier Institute. And we are going to be discussing, of course, pro-life issues. And we're also going to be just talking about some of the latest in terms of supporters of legal abortion and how they're divided on strategy, which is very unique because normally they're all in, And they pound us with those messages. And oftentimes, and I said this in my presentation that I gave uh, over the weekend for the uh, Pennsylvania pro-life folks, that too often in the pro-life community we're divided on messages. And that division is seen publicly, which causes us problems at the polls. So it'll be interesting to talk with Michael New, Senior Associate Scholar at the Charlotte Lozier Institute and the Professor of Practice at the Catholic University of America. Wow, busy morning, huh? So there you go. Hope you can stay tuned for the entire program. Weather-wise, across the country, for those of you listening on the app or on your laptop, we have a strong winter storm continuing to progress across the Great Basin and Rockies. That will bring heavy mountain snow, high winds, and near-blizzard conditions, causing dangerous travel conditions in those parts of the country. Severe thunderstorms and heavy rain are possible later today throughout the night. For parts of the Mid Mississippi Valley to the Ohio Valley and southern Lower Michigan. Tomorrow looks like we're going to be getting some of that rain as well. It is already. Let's see what time is it. It is 8:07. Time to get to the news. You are listening to Catholic Connection on February 27th, and it is the feast of Saint Gregory of Narek. So here we go. This unity among followers of Christ is counterproductive to the mission of witnessing to the gospel as well as evangelizing that's according to Cardinal Robert Sarah who mentioned this at a recent symposium in Kenya Catholic News Agency explained Sarah who served as the prefect of the dicastery for divine worship and the discipline of the sacraments through 2021 is delivering a keynote speech at a special symposium sponsored by the School of Theology of the Kenya based university Tangaza University College During that address, he warned that division among Christians exposes us to exploitation. He said, if we are not one, if we are divided, then our witness to Christ is divided, and the world will not believe in the gospel. Sarah urging followers of Christ last week in Africa to prioritize their adherence to the gospel message, allowing the principles of the Christian faith to trump all other identities, including tribe, nationality, and race, among other affiliations. Religious in Haiti are urging for the immediate release of six Brothers of the Sacred Heart and a priest who were kidnapped in Port-au-Prince on Friday. This, as Lisa Zangarini with Vatican News explains, as gang warfare continues to grip the Caribbean nation.
2: The six religious belonging to the Congregation of the Brothers of the Sacred Heart were abducted on Friday morning by an armed group as they traveled to the École Jean Ventrois in downtown Port-au-Prince. The Catholic school is the only one still operating in the high-risk area of the Haitian capital. On the same day, a priest who had just celebrated Mass in a church in the city's Bicentenaire district was also kidnapped. In a statement, religious men and women in Haiti urged for the immediate release of the hostages and an end to insecurity in the country, which has long been in the grip of gang violence. The abductions are the latest in a long string of kidnappings and come just a month after the release of six nuns who had been abducted by gunmen six days earlier. Gang warfare has dramatically increased in the Caribbean nation since the assassination of President Juvenel Moise in July 2021. The killing worsened criminal control in Haiti and today innocent people are regularly killed, raped and held for ransom.
1: Hamas easing up on some demands as negotiations over Gaza hostages and ceasefire progresses. The news comes after Israel accusations that Hamas's position was delusional. A senior Biden administration official telling the news outlet that Hamas, or telling CNN, that Hamas is no longer asking for a full withdrawal of Israel forces and an end to the war, adding that the militant group's requirement to the number of Palestinians to be freed has declined. And Liz Warner tells us Harvard may consider implementing a position of neutrality when it comes to major hot-button issues. This would mean
3: the university would not make political statements as an institution. The Harvard Crimson Report's interim president, Alan Garber, is expected to announce a working group to consider the change. Former Harvard president, Claudine Gay, resigned last month after she was criticized for her response to the war between Israel and Hamas and allegations of plagiarism. Meantime, 10 members of Harvard's alumni filed a federal lawsuit last week. They're accusing the school of failing to address unrestrained anti-Semitism on campus even before the Hamas attack. On Israel in October,
1: a U.S. Air Force service member has died after setting himself on fire outside the Israeli embassy in Washington. This happened on Sunday. DC police identifying him now as 25-year-old Aaron Bushnell from San Antonio, Texas. Witnesses say he was shouting "Free Palestine" before he collapsed and later died at a hospital. The Air Force confirming he was active duty and had recently attended the University of Maryland Global Campus. Friends and family, yesterday commemorating the 31st anniversary of the 1993 World Trade Center bombing. Former director of the Port Authority's World Trade Center Department, Charles McKeish, vowing the agency will always acknowledge the anniversary.
2: We've come together as a family. We've come together to share our love. We've come together to share our strength.
1: Six people, including four Port Authority employees and an unborn child, were killed when a truck bomb exploded in a parking garage below the North Tower on February 26, 1993. More than 1,000 other people were hurt during the attack. And officials say the suspect in the death of a University of Georgia student entered the U.S. illegally. Jose Ibarra arrested for the murder of 22-year-old Lacane Riley, whose body was found last week in a wooded area near the school, Ibarra is from Venezuela and reportedly came to the U.S. in 2022. He's charged with felony murder, false imprisonment, and kidnapping, and concealing the death of another. No evidence that he knew her, but police say her death was a crime of opportunity. Ibarra is being held without bond. There is online video of migrants fighting with boxing gloves at a McDonald's parking lot in New York. The Post reports witnesses tell the migrants who live in a La Quinta hotel in Shelter in Queens have been fighting. Fight Club style in a nearby parking lot for several weeks. There's even video showing one fight that took place during the day on February 17th where onlookers cheered and goaded the fighters on. People that work there the lot tell the Post that migrants are selling drugs there as well. More than 6,700 immigrants are currently housed in New York City shelters, camps, and hotels. The Supreme Court appears to be divided after hearing arguments in cases involving how social media companies handle online content. Lisa Taylor has more. The court is examining Republican-backed laws in Texas and Florida that were put in place over claims TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, and others dislike conservative speech. The laws were enacted in 2021 after the companies banned former President Trump from their platforms... Some of the justices expressed concerns the laws could cover other platforms like Uber, Google, and Amazon Web Services. The social media companies have compared themselves to newspapers who can't be told which information to publish. The supporters of the new laws argue the companies are like telephone
2: operators since they're transmitting content created by others, not themselves.
1: More details now coming to light, meanwhile, about the fake robocalls that urged New Hampshire voters not to vote in the state's primary. NBC News reports a magician in New Orleans was a person who used artificial intelligence to create an audio recording of Joe Biden that was used in the calls. Paul Carpenter said he was hired by a consultant for the president's primary challenger, Dean Phillips, to use AI to mimic Biden's voice and discourage people from voting in the primary last month. Law enforcement currently investigating the incident, but Phillips' campaign condemned the consultant and said it had no involvement in those robocalls. And the 2024 presidential race in Michigan today, this after Donald Trump easily defeated Nikki Haley in her home state of South Carolina on Saturday, essentially locking up the Republican nomination for president.
0: This is more about the health of the Republican Party. This is about the health of our country. And what I'm trying to do is show that there is a hole in our boat. While Trump is
1: expected to win today here in Michigan, Haley has vowed to stay in the race, claiming that most Americans disapprove of both Trump and President Biden. Biden, meanwhile, does not have a major primary challenger in the Democratic contest. But faces some headwinds in Michigan as Arab-American activists in the state are rallying voters to case an uncommitted ballot to protest his handling of the Israel-Hamas war. Meanwhile, speaking of elections, Roy O'Neill tells us more voters now say immigration is the top problem facing the nation. More than the economy, more than inflation, more than government itself. 28% of
4: Americans in a new Gallup survey say immigration is the most important problem facing the country today. That's an eight-point jump in the past month, and the first time immigration has been the single most important problem since 2019. 55% of voters in the Gallup survey say illegal immigration is a critical threat to the United States.
1: Speaking of the immigration issue, both President Biden and Donald Trump heading to the U.S.-Mexico border in Texas this week. Biden traveling to Brownsville on Thursday to meet with Border Patrol agents, law enforcement, and local leaders. Trump will reportedly visit Eagle Pass, Texas, on the same day and deliver remarks. Last week's AT&T outage, not the result of a cyber attack, but experts say it does give us a taste of what an attack could feel like.
4: All of a sudden, 911 calls don't go through anymore. A lot of... Uh, services that you might use on your phone where you don't have Wi-Fi, those those go down.
1: University of Texas San Antonio Professor Max Kilger says the outage should be a wake-up call to businesses and all of us, not only to businesses, he says, need to address cybersecurity, but he also adds they need to have an action plan on what to do if their cell phone network goes down. That could affect small businesses who rely on cell service to process payments. And the merger deal between two grocery store giants is in jeopardy, as Rick Ucinino explains.
4: The Federal Trade Commission is now sued to block a proposed merger between Cincinnati-based Kroger and Albertsons, believing that the $24.5 billion deal will lead to higher prices for millions of Americans and eliminate competition for workers, threatening their ability to fight for better wages and working conditions. The suit was filed Monday by the FTC and was joined by nine attorneys general from across the U.S. Ohio's Dave Yost, not among them. Kroger and Albertsons agreed to merge back in the fall of 2022, saying the move would better help them compete with rival retailers like Walmart and Amazon by creating a conglomerate that would control about 13% of the U.S. market.
1: It could be another early beginning to Washington, D.C.'s annual cherry blossom season. Forecasters say this winter has been warmer than normal on average, which in past years has led to full bloom for the cherry blossoms happening in late March as opposed to early April. National Park Service monitoring both the weather and the trees, and we'll make this year's peak bloom prediction on Thursday. 817, thanks for tuning in to Catholic Connection on a Tuesday morning, February 27th. When we come back, we're going to take a look at a very special trip, a very unique one that Deacon Dom and I are doing in late October. We are going coast to coast in Italy. We've never done anything like this before. It is an awesome trip. But it's also nice and easy in terms of the pace. We never, ever, ever run you into the ground. And we're keeping that here by providing some space in between the different spots. But you talk about off the beaten path in addition to seeing the Amalfi Coast and all the spots dedicated to Padre Pio. So how do we decide what to we do and where? We'll discuss with John Hale, president and owner of Corporate Travel, when we come back.
4: Resetting your password. Unsubscribing from emails.
1: Printing anything.
4: Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with an auto owner's insurance independent agent, getting the right coverage for your business doesn't have to be one of them. So you can get back to more important things, like learning how that printer works. That's simple human sense. Call Choice Insurance Agency at 734-641-4200.
0: I never realized how much I loved my independence until I saw it threatened. I was a full-time reporter working in Detroit when I watched on TV the second plane fly into the Twin Towers in New York on 9-11-2001. Fear set in. I drove to the radio station feeling anxiety creep into my body. Since that moment, I realized how politics makes the world so ugly. Our country, founded on Judeo-Christian beliefs, are a threat to other nations and people within our own country. There are people right inside who benefit from this free land, but don't love it and work against it. We as Christians are called to put trust in God, and one nation under God is in our pledge. And in God we trust is on our currency, telling the world that God is who bestows our true freedom. This has been a Christ Center Communication Message. I'm Vanessa Denha a communications evangelist and host of Epiphany.
1: Walk through the doors of Cantoro Italian Market in Plymouth and you are instantly transported to Italy. Hi, I'm Teresa Tamio and you can choose from a curated assortment of unique food and wines that you won't find at your local supermarket. Fresh handmade pasta, gourmet wine and cheese made from scratch bread and desserts and high quality meats and poultry. Don't forget to stop for lunch or dinner at the attached award-winning restaurant. For directions, visit Cantoromarket.com. That's Cantoromarket.com.
0: Amazing.
1: Taking that beautiful voice, Andrea Bocelli, of course. He is from the Tuscan area and just a a big supporter of the work of corporate travel. We've had the opportunity to meet him and his beautiful wife, Veronica, many times. And uh, thanks to John, I've been able to interview both of them on this show. And we went to Italy together a couple of years ago. Now, if I'm correct, and maybe Andrew will tell me in my headpiece. I believe that a cappella version by Bocelli of Amazing Grace might have been done during the special COVID concert in Milano. Because remember he sang in front of the Duomo and then also inside the Duomo and Andrew just affirmed. So there you go. Well, thanks be to God. Italy is wide open again, has been for several years. And so there is a backlog of people who want to travel to Italy The people attending different events in Italy, we've got the um, uh, Jubilee coming up next year, and tourism in Italy is through the roof. This is why a pilgrimage is so much easier in terms of going there. So if you can join us in October for our La Dolce Fide trip, this would be the one, folks, I'm telling you because I don't think John and John Hale is on the phone with us in corporate travel that we've ever done anything like this going coast to coast. Good morning. Thanks for joining us.
5: Good morning she said no we haven't this is a This is a new and very special trip to see both the Mediterranean and the Adriatic coasts of uh Italy, and you know one is a little more famous and well known of course, the Amalfi coast is kind of celebrated and um, well known and and beautiful area it 's well known be for good reason it 's incredible, but a little less known is the other side, the Adriatic coast um Puglia, and uh, it is equally if not more beautiful." because it's a little less explored, a little less touristy, and I think the reason that uh, you and Deacon Dom really are so passionate about that side is because it it is uh, a little more authentic in many ways, uh, authentic Italy.
1: Yeah, and oftentimes when the tour groups grow, when people think of Puglia, they think of Padre Pio for obvious reasons, and we will be going there. We'll be staying one night in San Giovanni Rotondo, but then we're also going to be going down to Bari for St. Nicholas. We are going to Matata, which technically is in Basilicata. That very southern tip of Basilicata moves into Puglia there, but it's li- literally right on the border, uh, the Basilicata-Pugliese border. But then we're going to Alberobello Bello for the unique truly houses. We are going to be making pastas with the ladies in the streets of Bari, which they do every day, by the way. We are going to be staying, and John, this town, Pugliano Amari, on that side of Italy, it's my favorite town. It's crazy
3: gorgeous.
5: It, yeah. It, I mean, everywhere you go, Teresa, it's just the beauty of Italy, and you, and you talk about it often. It's just, you know, what comes together in Italy is first the, you know, the saints and the witness. Um, it, it really is ground zero for the saints from Peter and Paul, but right down through all the ages to present time, you know, Saint mm-hmm. John Paul II. And then this incredible natural beauty, um, you know, the coastline, the cliffs. The, 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 there's so so much, so much diverse uh, topography and geography that it's just breathtaking. I mean, yeah. it's just natural beauty. But then, you know, and and I think this often I think it may be inspired the Italians to have this incredible sense of hospitality and welcome. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and that's kind of the triune uh, way that I think Italy appeals to so many people. Again, you know, pe- people may not even have faith. They don't know exactly that they're drawn by the sanctity of the of so many incredible lives lived out in Italy um this natural beauty and then the the authentic beauty of hospitality of the Italians which is manifests itself in the food the wine mm-hmm. um the the warmthness of the people and boy i mean you just it's a hard to it's hard to visit a more incredibly beautiful uh place in Italy
1: you this is a dream of ours, of me and Deacon Doms, to have people experience both sides of Italy in one trip. And, and thank you for your, your patience in working with us and, and also our, our partners in Italy, Ali and Tor, Bianca and the team there, because I really think we've done a great job. And the other thing that we've done, too, is that we've, we're staying in areas that won't be overcrowded, so you won't uh, feel overwhelmed, because even now we're seeing, and as one of our wonderful guides, Isabella, told me uh, last year, she said, T, she said, there's no downtime anymore. And Bianca said the same thing there's no downtime in italy anymore
5: yeah yeah it's just it's full i mean people want to go they want to experience you know what we've been describing and and do describe over the course of you know the last many years uh that makes italy so special and um you know that's a double edged sword because it's great the more people who can come and experience it but It also forces us to think more creatively, um, you know, where else in Italy that you can go and visit. And actually, you know, the challenge, I think, is to the benefit of all the pilgrims because Mm -hmm. there are so many incredible places that are beyond the beaten path. And, um, you know, one trip to Italy isn't enough. I mean, you really have to go multiple times to have the full experience.
1: But we did give them in this itinerary, which, by the way, I've got an e-blast going out this morning. Uh, We did give them quite a variety, but we spaced it out, and that's why... We really sat down, John, and and mapped this thing out carefully in terms of, okay, where are we staying? How are we getting there? Because you have to consider this, you know, the bus and getting through the mountains and how we travel. But what I love about this is you see so much in the nine, ten days. You literally get off the plane in Rome, hop on the bus, and then leave the rest to us. It's so easy. And we're starting out by stopping, and we haven't done this in a long time, to have Mass at the tomb of St. Maria Gretti along the ocean south of Rome.
5: That's a fun thing. And we, when, you know, when we actually did our own family pilgrimage many years ago, uh, we we did the same, and we landed, we went right down to Amalfi Coast, and mm-hmm. we start, we stopped there at Natuno, you know, and it was a great experience. It was just beautiful. It was a great way to start the pilgrimage, and um, great way to kick it off. in the Amalfi Coast again. I mean, how can it's you? Crazy. You can't even describe it. It's yeah. hard to even, you know how beautiful it is. It's just incredible.
1: And the other thing we're doing, too, I mean, I just love this itinerary. I'm just so stinking excited, even though I've been there so often. I'm excited. The one place I haven't been, and we picked this area just outside of Sorrento. Sorrento is gorgeous. That's on the itinerary as well, including a great meal at one of my favorite waterfront restaurants. Uh, we're trying to get in there to Delfinos, which means dolphin in Italian. It's just, you can't even imagine this place. But anyhow, uh, we're going to be staying outside of Sorrento, which is great because it's it's a beautiful beach area, but it has all kinds of waterfront restaurants and there's little towns there, but you're not going to get the commercialism of, once you get into, for for example, like Positano, which is very it's beautiful, but very, very commercial and kind of disappointing when you get down there because it's all shops. So this is one of those uh, really... Italian type feel areas outside of Sorrento that we're staying when we're on the Amalfi Coast.
5: It is, you know, it's forced us to become, as I said earlier, a little more creative. And you know, it's the same sea, it's the same coastline, uh, and it's just a little less busy. And you know, I would argue, you know, more beautiful because you don't have. It's not like uh, all the expatriate Americans are are running around getting their souvenirs, right? Um, You know, which you know, again, we'll see. You have to see Positano, and it's it's incredible and beautiful. But if you really want to you know, breathe in as a pilgrim and and just have uh, that relaxing moment with God um, to do it in a, in a place that's a little more peaceful, uh, like the places we've chosen, I think, you know, people will have that opportunity. And, you know, it's fun to come up with these ideas and itineraries and to collaborate. We love working with you and Deacon Dominic to, um, you know, put together our combined experience of so many years traveling to Italy and, yeah, I... and really culling through all the experiences and then bringing the very best and you know, there's there's these elements of pilgrimage that make it very special. And ironically, um, one of the things that I think people think, oh, I don't know if I want to be with a group, it always turns out to be one of the more important aspects of pilgrimage is that community that forms and that right. bond, Teresa, that happens. And we've talked about it for years, but mm-hmm. it is truly the, the work of the Holy Spirit. I have no doubt in my mind. I mean, friendships forged for life and... Um, that is something we don't always talk about, but that really happens when you're on a pilgrimage is just this gosh, you just feel almost immediately this uh safety, this connection, this um, you know, relationship in Christ. And I think people who, you know, have their own working through and working toward a relationship with Christ when they meet each other, they are they're so farther so much further advanced in a friendship. It's like almost an instant lifelong friend. And when you spend those six, seven, eight days together um, you, you just, you, your heart has a, has a profound experience yeah. of joy and of that communion with God through His people.
1: Well, I was thrilled because at World Marriage Day, I met a couple that was with us on one of our recent Dolce Fides, and they're they're going out to see another couple that they met in our at, at our November trip. And this is just an example. And then when I was down in Philadelphia over the weekend, and I went to the beautiful premiere of Cabrini. Thanks to you, John. Thanks to you for the for the invite and the introduction. We saw a Deacon couple, Deacon Chuck and his wife, Ann, and I was standing there waiting for some of the actors and, and players to walk in, and Deacon Chuck walks in. And he goes, Tee? And I'm like, Deacon Chuck? <laughs> and we sat together and just, like, reconnected, and, and it's just like no time had passed, and this is what – Happens on these pilgrimages because you're going there with a like mindedness. And even as you said, John, and by the way, we're talking with John Hale of Corporate Travel about our La Dolce Fide trip coming up in October. Even if you have people with you who are there, not necessarily for a religious experience because these places are so popular with everyone because they're just so beautiful and important culturally. You are going to make friends, and, and I guarantee the people that even are not coming at it again from a faith perspective will be moved. So we're talking about La Dolce Fide 2024, and we leave on October 26, and it's going to be beautiful. Uh, the end of October, I was checking the weather again, Deacon Dom and I, and we did some research, obviously, before picking this date. Much lower crowds and very comfortable weather in the mid-70s, could be all the way up to 75, 80, so you're going to get plenty of nice weather. Yeah, I don't know if you want to go to the beach, that's fine. The water might be a little cool, but most importantly, and I can't stress this enough, and John, you can jump in, you will avoid the massive crowds. I was talking to, when we were visiting you when you were at, at the resort, uh, when we had first arrived in Italy last year, there was a gentleman that was sitting near us that told me that he was so glad to be away from the maddening crowd because he had been on the Amalfi Coast, and this was in September, mid-September, and he said it was bumper-to-bumper traffic on the Amalfi Drive.
5: It's true, and you know that that particular mm-hmm. resort was north of um,
1: yeah in the, southern to the north yeah of,
5: mm-hmm. of, yeah southern, basically southern Tuscany, but. We like you and Deacon Dom have really loved finding places that are, you know, again, it's the same coast, it's the same Mediterranean Sea, it's, it's the same beauty, but um, you know, a little removed, a bit off the beaten path, and we certainly see the, you know, the famous places. The main
3: places, you can,
5: yeah, yeah. You mark those off your list, and 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 they are what they are. They're they're wonderful. They're beautiful. But but when you go to like another level and deeper um, into the city, into the cities, and into the the places that are just Uh, It's that much more beautiful because it just feels more authentic and uh, and just incredible. And that you know, then people come away; they just feel like, gosh, I've seen. It's like a peek behind the curtain. Right. You pull back, pull back the 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 ropes. You know, like wow, we have seen something so extraordinary, and it's kind of like a secret part of of Italy where you know some of the Italians might go, um, you know, when they want to get away. And uh, these are just. There's no end to, to these no, places even no. in Italy. I mean, it's crazy. I, the whole I mean,
1: as many times as I've been there, uh, thanks to you, and, and then the additional trips uh, that we've taken on our own, uh, it, it's. I always find something new. It's like it's never-ending place of beauty in Italy. So I want to go back to the um, Amalfi Coast because this is where we're starting. We're, we're heading down to the Tuno, which is a very pretty seaside town for Maria Goretti Mass there. And then we're going to our beautiful location, which is uh, just around the, the bend from Sorrento, which is off the charts, crazy gorgeous. We will see Sorrento, very pretty town, which is considered the gateway of the Amalfi Coast. But what I also, also love about this is we're going down to the city of Amalfi for St. Andrews, having mass at that amazing church with the famous steps. It's just crazy beautiful. And then another thing a lot of people don't do, because maybe they don't even realize it's there, they don't venture up to the mountaintop town mm-hmm. of Ravello, which is... I don't even know how to describe it. it feels like you're in heaven, seriously. Like St. Peter's yeah. going to serve you pranzo. <laughs> <laughs> well,
5: that, it does feel like God's serving you pranzo, that's for sure, or, yeah. or a beautiful luncheon. Mm-hmm. You know, overlook, I mean, it's just this commanding, you know, 270-degree view because you're out a little bit on a peninsula, but high up. And you just look almost all the way around and see nothing but the coast and, you know, these little dots of, of towns, but the beautiful sea and, Gosh, it's just absolutely incredible. And you know that time of day, the sun is you know heading over toward America, and uh, it glimmers back and sparkles across the sea. And you sit there and eat lunch, and you think, this isn't real. This this just can't be real. It's just beautiful.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. That's the only way. It's just so. It's you just look and see the power and the detail, and the creativity of God. But what I love is that we've worked out, and I'm so excited because you know how I feel about Priano. Uh, Priano is my favorite, if not one of the favorite, my most favorite town on the Amalfi Coast, and it's tucked in between Positano and Amalfi, and because it's situated kind of split in two because of the Amalfi Drive, a lot of people just drive through it and don't realize what it has to offer. But we're doing a very uh, special reception in Priano before heading back to Hartel, and then the next day we'll leave for uh, the Adriatic coast. But we're also going to Pompeii. We're going to have pizza in that part of Italy, which is famous mm. for its pizza, where it originated. And then having, heading over, it's about a three-and-a-half, four-hour drive. Uh, northeast, actually, it's interesting, because when you go to San, San Giovanni Rotondo and you're looking at the map, it's actually east, northeast of the uh, of the Amalfi coast. And then we're going to and Ematera, which is crazy, Bari, which is a really cool seaside town. We're staying and pulling out. I mean, it's just such a cool trip. So we're almost out of time. How do people yeah. register? And there is a $250 per person discount through March 6th, right, John?
5: That's right, yeah. And they can call our uh, office here at 800-727-1999. Go to our website, ctscentral.net, your website, Tease Italy, and Ave Maria Radio. And, uh, yeah, we'd love love to have you join us. I know Everybody will just absolutely love this. You know, the other thing, the other thing that's quite heartening, Teresa, is the faith of the people in mm-hmm. some of these smaller towns. You know, that you mentioned that weekend when we were together with Kristen and I and you yeah. and Dom, we went to Mass and the church was pull, full. It was packed. Mm-hmm. And you think, well, we, all we hear about is, you know, that some of the bigger cities, which is true, the faith isn't. But in the smaller towns, you do get that sense of faith. And, and again, as part of the authentic experience and people do have um great faith in the smaller towns, not I guess unlike in, in America.
1: Well, let me wrap up, John, by, by saying, and I'll let you give uh, the, the number uh, one more time and also the website. This is from Bob and Lyle. They're from uh, Arizona, and she sent me a beautiful card, and I think I shared this with you over the phone. I shared it with the corporate travel team, and I have it sitting on my desk because it means so much to me and to us because of the detail we put into it, this, and she wrote a beautiful, she has beautiful calligraphy, by the way, handwritten. written, we know that we experienced Italy in a whole different way. Much different than most tourists, and we are extremely grateful for all that you did. So that paragraph right there, to me, is a selling point. And I hope people sign up for this, because this is phenomenal. East coast to the, well, actually starting in the in the west coast, we're going coast to coast to Italy. We leave for La Dolce Fide, October 26th. We're going to Bari and Matera and San Giovanni Rotondo and Gargano for St. Michael. We're going to meet St. Maria Goretti along the way and in St. Andrew, and we're going to have real pizza on the coast, mm-hmm. and we're just going to have a phenomenal time. So what's the number again, and the discount is 250 per person, right?
5: 250 per person, and it's 800-727-1999 or ctscentral.net.
1: Okay, La Dolce Fide 2024, coast to coast. It's going to be great, John. Thank you so much for all you do, and I know you're going to be joining us later this week for some other great trips you're doing.
5: I look forward, yeah. Thanks so much, Teresa. God bless. Have okay. a great
1: day. Have a great day. Ciao, ciao, as they say in Italy. We are all about keeping you connected here, hence the name of the program, Catholic Connection, co-produced by Ave Maria Radio and Chan. and love chanting with Dr. Tim Hogan. We've known each other for a long time, and he does a great job. He teaches, and he is a therapist, and he is an author, and he also He noted the World Marriage Day dinner with his beautiful wife, Karen, and it was so well accepted. And I was excited to learn, we were sitting at dinner that night, and he was telling us about his upcoming mission here in southeastern Michigan at the beautiful Holy Family Parish in Novi. And so it's coming up March 3rd, 4th, and 5th. And yes, of course, all the parishioners at Holy Family are welcome, but this is open to anyone. So we have Dr. Tim with us along with Dr. Janet. Dr. Janet Diaz is the Director of Pastoral Formation, so welcome to both of you. And, and Janet, I'll give you first crack at this. This is a, it sounds like a great event based on the, not only the speaker, obviously, but the topics that you're going to discuss. So as a pastoral formation head, what is your hope and your prayer for those who attend March 3rd, 4th, and
3: 5th? Well, the, the hope really grows out of what we hear consistently from our parishioners, Teresa, which is a lot of struggle with social media, ah. with the Internet, you know, on the part of adults and also on the part of parents in relating to their kids and and trying to really have their children use the Internet for good and yet protect them from all the ways in which the Internet is really doing harm to their kids. So we thought that this was a great topic for families. We're always looking for ways, as we know, we all in the Catholic world need to look for ways to support families. And so we thought that this was really a good opportunity to have Dr. Hogan come and speak to us about what the Internet has done to our world, cell phones have done done to our world, and how we need to be aware of retaining the human connection and our connection with God amidst all of this technology that surrounds us, which he calls the cultural hurricane. Yeah, and it really is a cultural hurricane. I
1: I love those two words put together. But at the same time, and Tim, you and I talk about this all the time because we address many of the, the same issues that it really is a mixed bag. I mean, the church has a beautiful body of teaching on how to use the media wisely. And I think it was Pope Paul, St. Pope Paul VI, who said the church will be sorry before God if she did not use the media wisely. So the church is not saying don't use the media. The church is trying to use it as best they can, including social media. So kind of walk us through what you hope to cover uh, during the mission.
4: Yeah, well, I, I, I absolutely agree with you. And I think right now, What's happening with the media because we don't, we aren't using it well and we don't know how to train our children to use it well. Even for adults, we are watching, we're losing the people. The more people are on uh, social media, the more time they spend on their computer, the less time they spend coming to church, um, you know, being a part of the spiritual community. So I think uh, at the, at the end of the day, we want people to walk away Tuesday evening having been there just three nights, just at an hour and a half each night. We want people to understand the impact of technology on their nervous system and the way it is causing our nervous system to be hijacked and distracted from the things of God. So, I mean, number one, all three nights people will have an encounter with God. That's first and foremost what changes people. That's the thing we're trying to do.
2: The
4: first day we want to teach people how to get their nervous system back in alignment with God, even using um, the, the right kind of apps. You know, knowing the right kind of technology. You know, Teresa, I thought about you. I was in New Orleans. I spoke at the Men's Conference on, um, over the weekend for our staff of New Orleans. And people mentioned you and Catholic radio and how that's one way they're using technology to stay connected with God. Which oh, is such, such a that's blessing. Great. They're like, oh, we love you guys in Detroit. With Father Ricardo and Teresa Tommy. And said, yeah, that was cool. I was wow. proud. So uh, that's the first thing. And then day two, we're going to learn how our brains are getting hijacked to be more negative. And critical. I always joke with people. If you don't believe me, you know, next time you see your neighbor, uh, tell them who you're going to vote for for the 2024 election, and uh, <laughs> you know, and, and get their opinion. Like we've lost the ability to connect with each other, and that's all because, as you know, and you, you talk about it so well, it's social media. So we're going to talk about how to hijack our brains with, with virtue on Tuesday, uh, on Monday night, um, because we can do that. But, but technology is there, and it's so funny because the technology we need to use is. uh technology that the church has known for 2,000 years, but, you know, today brain science says we have a new awareness that we need to be mindful and grateful, and I'm like, are you kidding? Like, <laughs> right. we've known that forever, This is what we've been teaching, and then day three we're going to look at relationships. You know, so many people, their children or grandchildren are away from the church, and so, uh you know, Tuesday night we want to really look at why that is and how we can be change agents in our family for the next generation. Um
1: yeah, this is great material. We're talking with Dr. Tim Hogan, of course. He is within the Archdiocese of Detroit, but travels as you just heard, all over the country and the world. He's a therapist, author, and speaker and has a lot of information on how media, especially social media, affects us. This uh, event, the mission next week, will be starting on Sunday night, actually. We'll be focusing on his great book, The Gift of Cultural Hurricanes, Tools to Rebuild Authentic Spirituality. We're also chatting with the uh, Holy Family Novi Director of Pastoral Formation, Dr. Janet Diaz. So, so Janet, you've been at this for a while. This isn't your first rodeo. How have you seen, do you think, media, in particular social media, impact the people whom you serve?
3: Well, the the main way that I see the impact of social media in the people in the parish, and I I think this is probably true for many parishes, is um, the fear and the isolation and the negative self-image that often arises from the use of social media. I think Tim touched on it when he said, ask someone who they're going to vote for in the presidential election. I mean, people are almost afraid to have those discussions right. today because there's so much vitriol on the Internet and on social media that even bringing something like that up just becomes taboo territory. And so the, the ability of of, I see this with our parishioners, Even with family members, you know, people have come to dread Thanksgiving dinner sometimes, right? Because they don't know, you know, what topics might come up and how they'll deal with it. And they know what somebody has been willing to say on Facebook, maybe, but won't say when they're face to face with me. You know, those kinds of situations. Well, I'm sure. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. uh, Sorry, that's okay. Uh, Sorry, Teresa. I was just going to say that at Holy Family, we are really focused on evangelization and teaching our parishioners to evangelize. And um, what the kind of you know, isolation that Tim is talking about that can come about because of the Internet, social media, etc., really is thwarts us in our efforts to evangelize because it gets us away from that personal connection with people. And you know, Teresa, and you've talked about this, you can't evangelize someone, you can't talk to someone about Jesus and his church if you're not willing to really open yourself up and right. make a true personal connection to truly listen and to be a human being alongside that other person and so um i hear this a lot also in the parish so we feel that that this mission is really going to address some of some of those obstacles that we see to becoming catholic missionary disciples
1: so uh, janet before i go back to tim how do do they need to register can they just show up what's the housekeeping details just for the schedule show next up. week okay. Yep.
3: Thanks for asking. Just show up. It's from 6:30 to 8, those three nights, uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. You don't need to register. You can just. We're having it in our church, which is, you know, pretty large, so we've got plenty of space. So please just show up.
1: Okay. So is it is it on your website, uh, HolyFamilyNovi.org? Can people find information on it?
3: Yes, they can find information on the website, yes. Okay.
1: We're talking with Dr. Janet Diaz and Dr. Tim Hogan. And, and Tim, I just think this is just such a crucial topic for right now. And getting back to what you were saying about how negativity changes the brain, what I've noticed more and more as someone who deals with the public every single day, and, and you, deal, you deal with this too,
3: yeah.
1: I'm hearing from people usually all over the country because our, our network is, is so uh, vast at EW and Ave Maria, I'm seeing people eating their own in terms of, Attacking people who are on the same side because they're so negative and they're so o- overwhelmed with all the bad stuff out there that they they think that we have to constantly scream and yell and attack people and I had an email conversation with a woman last week about the way we handled covering the St Patrick's Fiasco. We covered it, but we covered it gently because it was developing, and because the what was said at that debacle and that really a sacrilegious service. By yes. those people involved, it was. It, we had to be very careful in the moment of language, but the priest did an incredible job of keeping it calm, because had he just shut the whole thing down, God only knows what would have happened at that church. Because these people, they were. They were. Very, it was a very volatile situation. So this very experienced yeah. priest was able to transition from a mass into a service. And people, I yeah. guess, wanted us to go on the air and scream and yell and condemn everybody. But I'm saying, look, we don't know yet who knew what when. I know yes. when I was told at a particular time of my sources, and I'm not going to go off the, on the air and say they did this, that, or didn't do this and that, would I don't have that information. I said, look, we're on the same side. We at Ave Maria yep. Radio are just as upset as you. We're on the yes. same side, and yet there's no reasoning. People don't take a breath and think about what they're doing to people who are trying to help.
4: Yeah, Oh, and, and that, that's what I, I just love about you, Teresa, is that we, just, we keep relentlessly showing up being gospel people. This is people, and I think, and you know, one of the reasons I titled the book The Cultural Hurricane, I was inspired when, you know, my in-laws have a place on Sanibel Island down in Florida, and they rebuilt it, like, uh, three times um, because of hurricanes. However, um, the last time they rebuilt it, and everyone down there, re- see, hurricanes rip away everything that's not built on rock. Mm. Of course, Sanibel's all sand, so the metaphor breaks down. But what they've done is they've actually, the new homes now are built They put the cement Pillars in and build them on stilts and the every, and so I think part of what I see is we know the world is getting more polarized. We know it's getting more negative. It's more scary, but the civility is kind of going away. We're in a tough, we're in a time of death, like a time of difficulty. The question is who's going to bring love and truth to the, to the, uh, to the middle of this conversation? And that's what you are doing. I believe the church is the only hope for the world. And I believe that is why it is incumbent on us. To learn how to use cell phones and social media, and show up in the marketplace with love and with joy, you know, like Pope Francis' first encyclical kind of could be summarized as if if you're filled with the joy of the Lord, like tell your face, like mm-hmm. we need to show up with joy, and and we need to do that. I think with our kids and grandkids, because that's what breaks my heart. You know, I closed to almost a thousand men over the weekend, and you know, there were probably four or five people under 35 years old in the whole audience. Wow. And, Because, and that's just a signal, you know, we're losing this this generation and the stats are scary. So I think that's that's ultimately my my passion, is that we engage the world as it is today with skill and with joy. And that starts with getting a handle on technology and using it for good, rather than being hijacked by it and being controlled by it, which is what happens. Uh,
2: otherwise. yeah.
1: Well, I I can't thank you both enough for doing this and Janet for for really realizing that this is a huge issue and addressing it. So we've been on the phone with Dr. Tim Hogan and Dr. Janet Diaz. Dr. Tim will be presenting for their beautiful mission March 3rd, 4th, and 5th at Holy Family in Novi. 6.30. You don't have to be from the parish. No registration necessary, but check it out. Tim is an excellent speaker. who's done a great job in researching these topics. Dr. Tim Hogan leading the mission at Holy Family March 3rd, 4th, and 5th. And of course, with the great direction and really the teamwork of Dr. Janet, who is the director of pastoral formation, we'll be right back.
4: Today's programming on 990 WTEO is brought to you in part by a gift from our day sponsor. The annual Rose Mass for Catholic healthcare workers, celebrated by Bishop Boyer, will be at 4:30 p.m. Saturday, March 9th, at St. Thomas in Ann Arbor, followed by a reception in the parish hall. Karen Bussey, director of the Mother Teresa House, will speak on redemptive suffering. Suggested free will donation is $20. RSVP at cmalansing at gmail.com. That's cmalansing at gmail.com. When you talk about the Reformation, you often hear talk of five solas. Sola Scriptura, Sola Fide, Sola gratia, Solus Christus and Soli Deo Gloria. Catholics have no serious problem with Solus Christus or Sola Gratia. The problems are with Sola Scriptura and Sola Fide. Catholics will maintain that Sola Scriptura, Scripture alone, is itself unscriptural. Where in Scripture does Scripture refer to itself as the only infallible authority that we have? It's also illogical to say that you stand on Scripture alone presupposes that you know what Scripture is. And, frankly, we don't know what Scripture is because it's a tradition that we've inherited. We don't establish it. We know what counts as Holy Scripture because Catholic bishops detected that certain texts were inspired by God. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays
1: from 4 to 6 on Ave Maria Radio and AveMariaRadio.net.
0: My dad, sharp as a tack, but getting him out for a dentist trip got harder every year. When he moved to the senior residence where he lives now, Dr. Mansoor's portable dental service was a godsend. Dr. Mansoor comes to wherever the homebound patient may be, whether in a nursing facility or the comfort of home. All the services you'd expect in a dentist office brought straight to the patient's door. Call 586-873-5567. That's 586-873-5567 or PortableDentalServices.com.
1: Looking forward to continuing our conversation with you and my coming guests who will be joining us, including Bill Donahue from the Catholic League and Michael New from the Charlotte Lozier Institute. We'll be right back on a busy Tuesday. Grab the umbrella. It's going to start raining this week, but not today. We're just expecting clouds at really warm temps, a high in the mid to upper 60s, I kid you not. Already 54 in the Motor City. We'll be right back.